0: God has a word for you, and this word is a word of exhortation for you. Do you receive it? Are you ready to receive this word? Okay. Today's word is the work of the cross. The work of the cross. This is what I'm going to talk about. And I want to start reading Galatians. Chapter 4, verse 19. Galatians, Galatians, chapter 4, verse 19. That says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. Let's read all together again. My dear children, for whom I am again in pains of childbirth. Until Christ is formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. Beloved brother, if you don't know. The, the church in Galatia. This church that, that Paul the Apostle wrote to them. Was founded by Paul the Apostle. In one of his first missionary trips. Apostle Paul wrote this message. To the church in Galatia. Because he was concerned. About the members of the church. As they were turning away. From the Lord. And following false teachings. Did you know? I have no time to go deeply. Okay. But. That church was going away from his pastor. And he wrote this, this message to the church of Galatia. Exhorting them, please, you need to keep running the race. Paul the apostle, he was the pastor of that church. He founded that church. He was the pastor of that flock. And he writes to them, calling them, my children. Did you see in the beginning? He said, he says, my dear children. He don't say, my members of church. He doesn't say, oh, people from the church. He calls them, the people from the church, he calls them, my dear children. And he says, I am suffering pain until Christ is formed in you. I am in pain for your life. Because when I look to you, I can see that Christ is not living in you. Beloved brothers and sisters, church is a family, it's not a religious organization. That's why we always teach here at Shalom that Shalom is a family. Biblically, according to this Bible, we are not religion, we are a family. The Bible says, the family of God. And also, as Paul the Apostles called the people from the church, his little children, his dear children, we have spiritual parents, spiritual father in the church house, if you don't know. And the Bible calls us brothers and sisters. Have you seen that? Normally, do you call the people next to you... My sister, my brother. Have you seen that? What that means? If you are calling them... Brothers and sisters... The apostle, the apostle said... My little children... We are a family. Look to the person next to you... And say we are a family. Yeah, we are a family. Yes, we are a family. This is, we are not a religious organization. This is why the people... Today, don't believe in the church anymore. People don't believe, don't want to go to church. Why? Because church became a religious organization. Just to gather money or to, to have more and more people. But the Bible calls us the family of God. And as a family, pay attention. As a family, no one can walk alone. No one. No one can live without being connected and actively participating in the church, in the service, cell groups, or our home meetings, prayer meetings, youth meetings if you are young. As a family, everyone needs to be under the leadership of one of the church leaders. Everyone. Can you say amen? amen? They are here. The leaders. To take care of you. Pay attention. Sheep that go astray. That choose to be alone. And disconnected from the body. Are easy prey. For the enemy. Remember that the church. Is not a building building. The church is the body of Christ. Amen? And if you are not actively connected, participating in the, the life of the church, you are moving away from the body of Christ. And the bad news, you are going to die spiritually. This is the point. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3. We see a man. We see a man called Nicodemus. I think you know the story. Have you read about Nicodemus? That man was a man full of knowledge. And also he was a man full of religion. But he was not sure whether he was saved or not. This man... He was not sure about his salvation. Can I ask you? Can I ask you something? Are you sure about your salvation? If you pass away today, are you sure that you are going to meet with God? This man, the Bible says, he was not sure, and he came to Jesus asking questions. And what Jesus answered to him, we have no time to read all the verse. But John 3.3 3 says, Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, follow on the screen please, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. This is the point. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus said, in other words, that to be saved, you must have a new beginning in your life. You you must have a new beginning in your life. You must be born again. In other words, Jesus told Nicodemus, because the way that you are living your life, the way that you talk, the way you talk, the way you think, you know the bad things that go to your mind, the bad things that go out from your mouth, the way Of treating people. That you treat people. Because of your arrogance. Jesus was saying to him. You cannot enter in the kingdom of God. Jesus was saying to him. Your old man has to die. Your old life has to die. You have to be born again. Christ's personality has to be formed inside of you. That's why the church exists. Did you get the point? That's why the church exists. To help to shape Christ in you. And you are going to the meet, to meetings to be taught, to be edified, to be confronted. And strengthened that Christ may be formed in you. But the point is, if you are not part of this body, of the meetings, Christ is not being formed in you. But some people say, "Okay, Pastor, I don't go to church, but uh, I go online." I am listening, <laughs> sorry to say, in the Bible, there is no online church. <laughs> sorry. In the Bible, there is no online pastors. Because nowadays, you can choose your pastor. This one speaks too hard. No, this one speaks nice. Uh, this one talks just about love. Uh, this one, I like it. Uh, this one is nicer. Then you can find any kind of pastor in the internet. But the Bible says you need to belong to one body, the body of Christ. And I have to ask you, who is the one who say when you are wrong? Do you have parents? Do you have father and mother? Normally, father and mother say to their children, you are wrong. This is not right. Who is saying? I, I'm sure it's not their online pastor. Online pastor, because you're changing, said, "Now this pastor I don't like him. I'm going to another one <laughs> because I like this one." But this is not what the Bible says. You need to be connected physically to the body of Christ. Can you say, "Amen"? amen. Hallelujah. For Christ to be formed in you, you must take up your cross. Amen. This is the point. I want to talk now about the cross of Christ. And I have a question to you. What does the cross mean in your life? What does the cross mean in your life? What has the work of Christ done in your life? I remember very well. 1985. My life was a mess. My life was destroyed. I was a person with no character. I was a liar. I used to do things. And bad bad and bad things. When I was born again. I had this encounter with Jesus. And I know the transformation. That my life. He did in my life. But. But. What does the cross mean in your life? The church lost the meaning of the cross and has placed many different things in its place. The cross of Jesus, please pay attention, the cross of Jesus is central to the Christian faith. But nowadays, you cannot hear too much about the cross of Christ. When you listen about cross, what comes to your mind? Not a good thing. Cross reminds us about death. And Jesus said, You have to go to the cross. <laughs> the cross reveals the character of God, His love for lost sinners, and His perfect justice. Both meet at the cross. And if you want to grow in, in your love for God, which is the first and greatest commandment, then you must grow in your understanding and revelation of the cross, which shows his great love for us. If you want to grow in godliness, we must Grow in our understanding of the significance of the cross. But the cross confronts our lives. The way we live. The cross confronts our pride. Our carnality and our sins. Why does the church exist? Why? Why do you have pastors? And leaders, why do we need to attend these meetings? The church is a place where you ha- you receive foundation and teachings for your new life. Can you say amen? amen? Paul the apostle was speaking about when he said, "Until Christ is formed." In you. You need to understand Christ has to be formed in you. When someone, when one is born again, they become a child. Okay? Jesus said, no one can enter in the kingdom of God unless they are born again. When you born, when did you born from your parents? You were not one adult. You were one child, a baby. And baby does not know about spiritual things. Did you know? Baby doesn't know. Baby doesn't. They are not afraid of fire. Sometimes babies see a fire. And say, wow, nice, nice. And they want to touch. But parents had to say, don't touch. It's nice, but it's going to destroy you. And it's the same sin looks nice, but at the end it's going to destroy your life. After our conversion, after the new birth, which is instantaneous, okay? The new birth is instantaneous. You can have one encounter with God in, the, in one second. But every person needs guidance and teaching from more mature people so that Christ can be formed in you. Amen? You're born again instantaneous. But then you, you need someone that's going to speak, to teach you, and to help you. Salvation, your salvation, salvation, or the new birth, is the beginning. is the door to the start, for you to start your spiritual life. And Jesus said that. John 10, verse 9. Jesus said, I am the door. Also, John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way. Beloved brothers, Jesus is the door. When you enter through him, you have to walk. The door, your salvation, the new birth is just the beginning. But what happened? Many Christians, they stopped as a babe. They don't grow because they are not interested in receiving teaching. And the church Is not only here for you to be born again. Or to receive salvation. But for you to walk along the path and develop your salvation. Can you say amen? But there is a problem with some Christians. Some some Christians only enter through the door. Are baptized in the church. But they do not continue down the path of growing in their Christian faith. I want to read Philippians 2, verse 12. Here is another church. We read about Galatia. Now I, I'm going to... Paul, he's writing another letter to the Philippians. And I, I want to read Philippians 2:12. He said, Therefore, my dear friends... As you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. What he said for you to do? Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He said, after you get saved, you you must continue to work out. Are developing your salvation. You need to grow spiritually. And you need to do it with fear and trembling. Without your love for God. Now I want you just to quickly think of a person who just became a Christian. Okay? Just follow me. Someone comes to this meeting. And then she said, wow, I believe in God. I want to serve God. I want to have one experience of God. Then she said, Lord, I give you my heart. Then this person becomes a Christian. And then he he or she born again and gets saved. And what happened? This person... Or they are happy to have found Jesus, right? They are happy. Happy with the baptism. They get baptized. They are reading the Bible. They they start reading the Bible, attending church. This person has just walked through the door, right? Just walked through the door. Your new birth makes you a spiritual baby. And you need teachings until Christ is formed in you. Then you, you were born again, baptized, and you become part of God's family. That is the church. But you are still carrying many bad habits. Okay? Someone that came to church, they accept Christ, they are reading the Bible... But you have many bad habits in your life. You know. You, you have many wrong ways. You came, you came with wrong concepts. Wrong ideas. Bad ways of thinking. When you, when you were in the world, or before you were born again, You and me, I had bad character. Yes? You lied. Yes or no? Or just me? No, you lied. You stole things from people. You didn't keep your word. You say things and didn't keep your word. You shitted. cheated. You didn't, some people didn't pay their bills. Yeah. Then people say, oh, this is not okay. This is okay, pastor. No, this is bad character. You like to fight against people to argue. Didn't obey authorities. Or didn't obey your parents. Didn't obey your boss, you drank, swore, judged people, gossiped, and you had enemies, and you were selfish. Right? Maybe some of them was in your life. That is why we all need church. And we need to be under someone that will help us in this process until Christ is formed in us. Please, when I I see the church, when I look to the church, I see many Christians in the church with the same faults that I read here. I see people with the same faults. That's why we need the church. That's, we need someone that's going to say, Pshw. it's not right what you're doing. Who is speaking to your life? But some people, they even don't come to church to listen to it. They are away. For you to become a true Christian, all this dirt must be removed from your life. Here is where the work of the cross comes into your life. If you let yourself to be treated. You need to let yourself to be treated. Paul said, the pastor of that church, he said, I suffer the pains until Christ is formed in you. Once you are born again, there is a long way for you to walk. And the way is the cross of Christ. God's plan for you, God's plan for your life is you have to die. You have to go to the cross. And let Christ to live inside of you. This is the this is the, the word of God for us today. I want to read 1 Corinthians 3:31. Paul the Apostle said, "I die. I die daily. My beloved brother, I told you, just to be born again don't, are not going to solve your problem. No, because in the past you learned many wrong things in this life. And now you need someone's gonna say this is wrong. This and this is not happen at the new birth when you get baptized is a daily process. The cross is a decision. What did I say? The cross is a decision. It is you who decide whatever, to go to the cross or not. Many Christians still live as old creatures because they never took the decision to die and to live for Christ. Your old nature must die for Christ to be formed in you. This is why I told you, That we are going to have the Lord's Supper with this understanding. If you want to take up your cross or not. If you don't take up your cross, your spiritual life is in danger. And you will forever be a Christian who is not mature. In your spiritual life, and also you never grow in the kingdom of God. Those who are not under this authority of the church, or those who are doesn't take their cross, they always they are going to be immature Christians or babies, spiritual babies, and God's will for you, you have it to grow spiritually. Can you say amen? You need to grow. Colossians 3.5 says put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity, lust, evil desires and greed which is idolatry. Paul the Apostle said put to death Or you have to make your earthly earthly nature to die. It is you. Pay attention. God won't change you if you don't want to. Okay? God will not change you if you don't want to. Going to the cross must be your decision. If you want to go to the cross then you are going to live a better life and a happy life and you are going to experience many miracles in your life. Amen? Giving up on the cross is giving up Christianity. If you don't want to live, if you don't want a life of cross, you, you don't want Jesus. This is the truth. This is God's process, beloved brothers and sisters. This is the reason why we are are church. We are church, not we are in the church. We are church. Church is not building. Church is people. That's why we have leaders. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have spiritual parents in the church. But unfortunately, some people say, no, I know better. I know better. don't need that. I want to read that. I, we are going to the end. I want to read more one verse. Luke 9, 23 to 24. Luke chapter 9, 23 24. That says... Then Jesus said to them all, or then Jesus said to all the church, whoever wants to be my, my disciple must, what? Deny themselves, themselves. what more? Take up their cross, when they burn again? No, when? Daily. Daily, every day, and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants to save their life for me will save save it. Wow. Jesus said to everyone, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Would you like to be Jesus' disciple? You don't have you don't have to, to Because this is a personal decision. <laughs> you don't have to. But whoever wants to be my disciple must deny yourself. Well, this is why many people they don't stop in churches. Because they don't want to deny themselves. This is the, the problem. And also they don't want to take up their cross. Because The cross is your death. (laughs) The cross is your death. And Jesus said, whoever wants it, you have to want, you have to desire it. It is not God that will change your character. You are the one who must decide to go to the cross. Jesus said, deny yourself and take up your cross daily. Every day. Amen? And when you do that, you are going to experience a lot from God. Who here wants to save their lives and reach the kingdom of God one day? Who here? Would you like to go to the kingdom of God one day? Yeah? It's true. And Jesus said, whoever wants to save their life must Lose it. If you want to save it, lose it. Simple. And whoever loses their life for my sake will save it. So simple. This is the path. I know you don't like it. Because this is a path of humiliation and renunciation. The cross destroys our pride our sin, and transform us into a new creature. I want to read more one verse, Proverbs 25, 4, that says, Removes the impurity from silver, and the sterling will be read for the silversmith. Or the Bible compares, beloved brothers and sisters, a smith work to our lives. This is the, how the Bible compares. I have a question. Have you seen a silversmith working with silver? Have you seen or even on the TV, television? Have you watched The silversmith put the silver on the stove and waits for it to melt in the crucible. The place, okay? Right, that is used for melting the metal. When the silver melts, the silver smith removes all the dross or the dirt that raised to the surface. Did you get? When it's melt, all the dirt goes to the top or to the surface. And, and he starts taking out the dirty from the sil- from silver. And to check if the metal is clean, totally clean and pure. He lifts the crucible to see his face. If he see if the metal reflects his image, then the silver is pure. Did you get the point? Or he melts the silver and starts taking out all the dirty. And the Bible says God does the same with us. Why? Because God wants to Jesus to live inside of you. As the silversmith gets the crucible and start looking to the melted silver, if he can see his image there, then the silver is totally pure and clean. Do you know when your life is okay? When when you are reflecting Jesus. When all the sins. Is taken out of your life. And then you start reflecting. The life of Jesus Christ. But I know. This is not easy. Because we have to surrender. To God. We have to surrender to the the work of the cross, we have to pass through the fire, and this is not okay. Jesus said, "What should you do about your enemies? To fight against them? What should you do? To love them and pray for them?" If someone slaps in one side, what is said for us to do? Don't fight. This is not easy. I know. But you are going through the fire. <laughs> you are going through the fire. And God is treating you with your life. Until you are reflecting Jesus Christ. And all the dirty is out of your life. Then you are going to be used by God. You are going to have experiences with God. You know me very well. How many experiences I had with God. Many Different experience with God. But I had to go to hard circumstances in my life. I had to take up my cross. Because I was not a good person. And God has to deal with me. I was a proud man. Full of sin. And then I had to give up. And say, okay Jesus, you can live my life. And until today... I have to take up my cross. But you cannot do for yourself. You need someone who's going to speak to you. Ask Paul the Apostle. I am in pain until Christ is formed, until the image of Jesus is formed in you. This is the point. But some people say, no, I don't like this kind of fire in my life. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunate. Some people say, no, no, I am out. I don't like. Would you like to receive this fire? And this fire is the cross of Christ. Can you say amen to Jesus? Amen. Would you like to be Jesus' disciple? Would you like to be Jesus' disciple? I, I have to say to you, it's not going to be easy. Because you are going to pass through the fire. You're going to be tested. People are going to speak something to you. Maybe you are not going to like. If you like. If you don't like. You say, okay, I'm going to obey. Wow. Then you say, amen, pastor. Then, this is the test. This is go through the fire. But you need to go to the fire to be tested. And to be proved. And approved. Amen? And I want to... To say the last phrase. The Christian life requires renunciation. And when you decide to be transformed. You must go to the cross. If you don't die. You live for yourself. And for your own pleasure. Do you you want to live for Jesus? I want to live for my master. Amen. Amen. It is your decision. And there is only one remedy that can cure you. And that remedy is the cross of Christ. Please close your eyes. Please close your eyes. God provided salvation on the cross. But only those who are born again can be saved. God provided healing on the cross, but only those who believe are healed. God provided blessings on the cross, but you needed to get rid of all the curses, the sin, by taking up the cross. Are you crucified with Christ? May God forgive us for the sins of carnality. May God can forgive us from all kind of sin. Keep your eyes closed. Today we need to repent. Today we need to repent and leave our sins behind. We must abandon legalism, carnality, selfishness, pride, rebellion. Keep your eyes closed. Don't look around, because I didn't finish. You have to listen. Those who are paying a very high price for your life, you have to obey. Those who are teaching us. I I give thanks to God because I have pastors who speak into my life. I have pastors. And my pastors, they are suffering birth pains until Christ was formed in my life and has been formed in my life. I want to pray for you. Lord, we want to accept our responsibility before you as a member of the body of Christ. God, we confess our sins. And we are ashamed and we ask for you to forgive us, Father. In your gr- great mercy, please forgive us. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness in our own behalf and on our behalf of the body of Christ, the Church of Christ, here in all of the world. Forgive us, Lord. Blot out our iniquities. Pass over our transgression. Forgive us for not to take up our cross. The cross of Christ. We renounce the life. To serve you. We take the cross. To die for our plans. And to live for you Jesus. Forgive us our laziness Father. Because we have been first. Our family is first. Our life is first and not you and not your kingdom. And we renounce everything for you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place in our life and we receive you and we bow before you. And we pray in Jesus' name and everybody say, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah.